Because you want to live in the forefront of your times, in ideals and in sacrifice, you have elected this. Live from Mad Rivers Boulevard, it's Paul and Rage! Elaborate hellos. How are you, Rachel Cobbard? <laughs> I'm good. Welcome to the Paul and Rach a cappella group. Oh, well, the, <laughs> the Sonia Dada of mm. podcasting. That's what we say. Look, I know it's a couple of days late, and my grand apologies for not mentioning in this last week's podcast, but happy International Women's Day. Thank you very much. Plus two. Thank you very Did much. Did you go to any events? Did you tweet? Did you hashtag? Did you feel empowered? I just celebrated my ovaries nonstop because we are ladies and we are spectacular. You know me, I have no knowledge of International Women's Day when it whizzes by. I just notice that there are a lot more birds hosting things that dudes used to, like Q&A. But isn't that sort of mildly patronising? Like, we'll let you have your one day of hosting gigs just because it's International Women's Day. but this is the thing, that it's Mm. like, wouldn't you just turn around and you go, let's just do all-female panel because it's a Thursday. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's like the great Valentine's Day principle. Why celebrate romance and be delightful to your partner one day a week when Hallmark says that's the case? Why not just do a 364 day? And and, and look, you know, while my tubes were tied a long time ago. Yes, 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 yes. And the the, the population is the poorer for it, (laughs) yes. Um... Jermaine Greer. Oh, God. I now, know. what a just... I mean, she is the Tommy Radonikus <laughs> of the feminist movement in that, you know, I, th- there was an era when she mattered. Yeah. But I... Now it's just, and she's just clearly bust out to say stupid stuff. Yeah, but I also don't think she's flying the flag for the movement she contributed to anymore. Uh, I think her comments are actually working against the feminist movement. Like she said things like, oh, Julia Gillard should come out and get a better pair of pants because she's got a big ass or whatever. That ain't feminism, sweetheart. You know, she comes out and she says these, or, uh, you know, on Q&A she asked Julie Bishop if she'd, uh, I think Annabelle Crabb asked if Julie Bishop would would get her nipple out for some, there might be some oh, craze this is this or something. Free, nipple free the movement? nipple. I don't know. Who knows? I'm never on board these things. Uh, but you know, Julie Bishop said I probably won't. And then Jermaine Greer came in and said, "Well, would you do it if you know it would get the Bali not the two guys off death row or something?" Whoa, you think? Whoa, whoa, whoa hang on, well, hang on. What That's you... one of those games you play at three o'clock in the morning when you run out of stuff to talk about. <laughs> yeah. It's the death is not an option game. Exactly, exactly. And literally in this case, the death of the Bali two mm. is not an option mm. to Jermaine Greer or Julie Bishop. So I really think she's past her prime. To yeah. be honest i just think can we stop wheeling there are other people saying more intelligent things more relevant things more in the now more in the now more in the now you know the other thing that you need to congratulate me on is that my ovaries tomorrow will be one year older i'm turning 34 well i was gonna get to this a little (laughs) later in the show but uh, well now now the problem is Mm. i had a flyover plan Oh, shit. Okay. And it was due just at the end. So if you hear any noise at the end of the podcast, that was the RAAF. Okay. I apologize. I didn't mean to ruin that for you. Funky junkie hornets. I do feel like I'm just not insane enough yet. You know how, I mean, 34 is really. How many episodes of this have we done? Uh, this would be 44, I think. Okay, I've got 43 examples that may prove. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
So you're going through the traditional pre-birthday crises. No, you see, this is the thing. I turn 34 tomorrow. Every other woman at my age is either crying foul about the fact she hasn't had babies in her ovaries or dying, worried about the fact that she's not married yet, petrified that she's getting older. None of these things exist in my world. I've got a year till I'm going to put these eggs on ice. No dramas. I love getting older. In fact, I've wanted to... Have you had a little chat about this with yourself? Oh, 100%. That, 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 what, so 35... 35 on ice. If nothing's going on, then, you know... I'm not sitting there like a, waiting like a ticking time bomb. I'm not being one of those women that sit there and go, better have one now. Oh, my God, my ovaries are going to freeze over and I'm never going to have any kids anymore. I want to take my time with Do these things. you want to be 45, though, and have a six-year-old? I don't mind if I'm 45 with a six-year-old. Really? You know, I've always thought I would probably have kids in my 40s. I'm thinking you're going to be a bit of a sexy silver fox mum. Oh, just wheeling out the baby with grey well, hair. You'll just have just, just a few strokes <laughs> of it and all the other blokes will go, oh, experience. But you know what I can't stand about that is that everybody, when they see me out and about, is going to do what people used to do to my father when he took me out because he was quite a lot older when he had me and say, oh, have you got your grandkids out for oh, the day? Oh, yeah, but what's <laughs> going to be great is, is that your your approach is going to be magnificent because mm. not only are you going to have the slight silver fox, mm-hmm. but you'll have the yoga pants on as well. Oh, so see? imagine dropping the kids off off in a pair of yoga pants and silver fox. You know what everyone's going to go. What? I can't say that. I was just gonna... <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> I was going to use the term, and you can beat this if you okay. want. I'd tap that. Oh, that's fine. Uh, is it? A hundred percent that's fine. What's happened to me? I've gotten very conservative. You, it's Sky News that's done it to you because classically you couldn't come out with a bit of an I'd tap that about Julie Bishop. <laughs> Not that you would. <laughs> You're listening to Paul and Rach. Back by popular demand, and I mean your demand. Questions for Paulie with more than one question. Hey, talk about pop culture. <laughs> what? Is that the second? No, it's not, but oh. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, question number one. How in God's name oh, does... Whoa, 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 whoa. whoa. <laughs> Are we going to start this off? It's Lent. <laughs> How is anybody pronouncing the word ask as ax? Ox. There are three letters Have I ever in done that, that word. I don't think so. No, a, a good friend of ours, MG, Mark oh, Geyer, loves it. Ox. Ox. I asked her. I went to school with a kid that all the time said I asked her. Asked her a question. Yeah. You, you know, podcasters, please email us. Uh, head to the website and email us if you know, or hit us up on the Facebook page. This is not a one-off thing. This happens a lot. There are a lot of people. Just like there's a lot of people that say me instead of my. Well, the other one is is that uh, I used to work with a bloke who I thought was taking the piss when he said, is to you? <laughs> like, I thought he was taking the piss. <laughs> but he says it every time. Now, is this is you? a very important is to you. <laughs> <laughs> Are you. You have to be taking the piss. Is to you. No, no. Oh, that's hilarious. Uh, okay, question number two. How old is too old for your dad to drive you to the airport? Oh, <laughs> 34 tomorrow? <laughs> <laughs> okay, duly noted. And the third thing is I wanted to know what is the one thing you want to do before you die? Because I was having a chat to somebody, and I don't mean I want to steer you away from your stock standard bucket list numbers. Jump out of a plane. Exactly. See Niagara Falls. Exactly. None of that stuff. Film a porno. (laughs) What? None of that stuff. Go to your more obscure, because I was having a chat with somebody the other day. So hang on, now you're telling me what I can dream. (laughs) 
<laughs> yes, I will indicate what your yeah, life right, will yeah, pan yeah. out into. Paulie, what do you want to do before you die? But <laughs> this is what it the is. The following. <laughs> I was having a chat with a girlfriend of mine, and and she said to me that she thought that what I was going to say was going to be much more profound than what I actually said because I stopped her and I said, "You know, the one thing I want to do before I die read all the Harry Potter books." <laughs> Done. Uh, <laughs> is and my 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 thing was. Drive the mobile stairs at the airport. Oh, that was my. And she sort of thought. I thought you were going to say, I don't know, contribute, you know, significantly to society in some way. Drive the mobile stairs seems like I don't know how I'm ever going to do it, but that is the one thing that I want to do before See, I die. What a shame! You know, if we had a moderately successful radio show, we'd be able to say, "Hey, got to go with whiteboard and around. then we go to the airport, and there's a video. It's all online. Dreams come true, and then you die." <laughs> exactly. But the thing with that is, is that when you're in a moderately successful radio show, you have a producer where you go and say, "These are my dreams," and they go and. Sort it for you. When you do a podcast, that falls on us, and there's no f- way we're going to organise anything. <laughs> Want to stay in touch? Head to the website, paulandrach.com.au. Uh, for those who are eagerly listeners to the podcast, you will have also noticed that uh, Rachel completely ignored, gave me no opportunity to actually say what I wanted to do before I die. Just brushed <laughs> over it. The segment was called Questions for Paulie. It was with the whole construction of it pissed against the wall. Do you also notice that every time you don't even give me an answer, I just move on to the next question? <laughs> oh, we are married. What do you want to oh, do? Oh, no, no, we've moved on from oh, that. Have we? Okay. We've right. moved on from that, and I'm putting it in the mental bank. Okay, all right. things you denied me. <laughs> <laughs> now. Um, oh, we've got to miss you. <laughs> to, oh, what about that? What about that? Uh, breaking news, Rachel. Breaking news. And by that I mean something from January. <laughs> okay. A man mm. was arrested in January mm. for trying to have sex with a letterbox. Ouch. Okay. <laughs> now, the man is uh, Paul Bennett in yeah. the UK. He allegedly pulled down his pants... He started to inappropriately touch himself. The 45-year-old then rubbed his crotch against the letterbox. With his hands up in the air, he repeatedly screamed out, Wow! Before pulling up his pants and then swinging on a nearby lamppost. What, singing in the rain style? Yeah, correct. I've rooted a mailbox. I've rooted a mailbox. Anyway, well, he went on to be fined. But Rach... There's even more breaking news. Oh, even more breaking news. Well done for picking that we'd both do even more. Yes, it's like we're inside each other. The man is dead. Oh, shit. What happened? A man. Here's the headlines from today. A man who's shocked written by trying to have sex with a post box has been found dead outside a Chinese restaurant. That is a mystery I want solved immediately. Paul Bennett's body was discovered behind Shanghai Place in Wigan. Yeah. Okay, which is Manchester early Sunday. They are not treating his death as suspicious. They think it may have been drug-related. So are you telling me that somebody who died of an overdose may well have also been pinging (laughs) when they tried to f*** a letterbox? (laughs) No. You're kidding me. (laughs) You're listening to Paul and Rach. You know what I realised the other day, Paulie, is that coming across a genuinely 
dumb person oh, yeah. is very rare. I mean, you've come across a lot of idiots, a lot of assholes, a lot of wankers, a lot of people who... But somebody who literally is as thick as a brick. Thick as a brick. Yeah. You know, it happens almost never. Mm. And I sometimes feel when you come across those people, I feel like I have stepped into a movie set or something or like I've seen a tiger walk down the street of the city. Like, it just seems like, yeah. what, is, what is... Is this is this a joke? What's happening? I think I know some dim people. Yes, absolutely. Perhaps not right out dumb. Not right out certainly dumb. dim. Dim. Yeah. Certainly absent-minded. Yes. Occasionally people who... Like, it, it always... I must say, it always surprises me, people who have... No idea about the news. Yeah. Just, yeah, yeah, yeah. just don't. Like, yeah, I've never saying, read yeah, it. You, you, look, you don't have to be up with it like we. But mm. the idea of just. Yeah, I I had a, a friend of mine who genuinely had never heard the name Clive Palmer. What? And I'm talking like in the last month. Really? You know, maybe. What do they think... do for a job? Do they live in a world that, that would never be penetrated by? No. I mean, I don't think that you can live in a world that would never be penetrated by. I mean, he doesn't have a television at home, but like to not know who Clive Palmer is. Is this a life choice? What, deciding not to know who Clive Palmer no, is? Because no, 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 I no. think that that would be a good life choice. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But he's just gone, you know, I'm not doing telly. Uh, yeah, that was a, it was a life choice, you know. Wow. I couldn't live without telly, I've got to be honest. <laughs> I'd love, I mean, the idea of it seems very... Oh, it's very romantic. Isn't it? Isn't it just? Yeah. But I just think in reality, uh, I couldn't. Anyway, going back to the dumb person, I went to a cafe the other day and was served by an English backpacker who hands down was the dumbest individual I've ever come across in my life. To begin with, she took... Took, uh, our order, which was a latte, idiot, <laughs> not yet. Oh, sorry. And a cup of tea. She came back with two cappuccinos and oh. said, "Your latte and cup of tea." Oh. With two cappuccinos in her hand. Oh. <laughs> and I thought. What are you... Then I said to her when she came back with the actual order, can I ask you a question? Do you have gluten-free bread? She said yes, took out her pad and started to write down very slowly and clearly the words gluten-free bread. So I'll just repeat the order, gluten-free bread. No, 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 that wasn't an order. That was a question. Then when we ordered, she came back with the dishes and I had ordered like the baked eggs and she came over and clearly had no idea what it was and walked over and said, here's your silence. Couldn't down. Silence. <laughs> oh, this Silence. Is great. Nothing. And then she put the she had put the tea down in front of me, yeah. and she went to clear the tea after she put down the eggs. Oh. And I said, oh, "I'm drinking that." And she said, "Oh, I just thought it was left behind from the other person." I'm like, "You you just handed that to me." Wow. <laughs> this woman was so dumb. Okay. How did she get the job? I don't know. Like, was she a Victoria's Secret model who just walked off the catwalk? No. I genuinely believe with zero understanding or prior knowledge of that menu and no idea where anything in that cafe was, I could have put her apron on and done a better job than she was doing. Okay. Do you think, benefit of the doubt here, do you think that she was actually a bank robber (laughs) who was casing out the joint (laughs) and it was her costume... To pretend to be the waitress going, here's your tea. I genuinely hope so because that would give me faith in humanity. And I'm also very glad seeing as this is a comedy podcast that you didn't say what I thought you were going to say, which was, do you think she was an equal opportunities employee? (laughs) (laughs) I don't know how I'm going to get out of that. Get the guys up on the Paul and Rach Facebook page. P.S. I like that you referred to this as a comedy <laughs> podcast. Now, I think it's rather obvious from the tone of my voice, as was Rachel's, that there were air quotes. 
Now, I don't pretend that we crack the atom here. No. But, you know, if there's your Radio National Wank podcast. <laughs> yes. And, you know, okay, there might be, you know, Will Anderson or somebody over yeah, there in the yeah. more giggle factory. Yeah. I think we belong in the Le Comodie. But you know that I've always believed in under-promising over-delivering. Yes. You know? Well, yes. That's why we've it's all... It's the missionary of <laughs> podcast descriptions. <laughs> <laughs> Want to stay in touch? Head to the website, paulandrache.com.au. Rachi, allow me to toot my recorder just for a moment. Oh, yes. <laughs> Musically brilliant. Thank you. Mm. Uh, only because it's a way of getting to the real issue, issue. Mm, issue. 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 We shall forevermore oh. refer to issue as issue. Issue, issue, issue. <laughs> now... Uh, coming up this week, um, I'm going to the Astra Awards, which is sort of the, well, pay TV awards. Very exciting. Uh, luckily enough, you know, uh, I'll make the cut in a couple of places. Oh, what are we going for? Talk uh, us through the awards. Well, I I must say, look, I always feel uncomfortable with the word outstanding in front of anything that I may qualify for. Yeah, yeah, but let's, but that's in the title. It's not you putting that in as a little pepper and salt. That's already in the particulars, so you may say outstanding. Well, Well, one is male presenter. At most outstanding. Oh, male presenter. Yes. And, and in the show is most outstanding news <gasps> program. Ooh, Who are you up against? Who's the comp? Uh, Danny Clayton from Channel V, two of the blokes from Selling Houses Australia. So I got no chance. <laughs> oh, come uh, on now. As for the. Okay, I'm so confident that I'll come home with nothing. That next week I'll do the podcast with no shirt on if I win. <laughs> okay, can I put a photo on the internet? No! <laughs> but anyway, the reason I bring all that up is not to have a little uh, uh, wank about the awards thing, mm. but very nice rah rah rah. Yeah. Um, of course, black tie. Now, being a husky fellow, mm-hmm. um, I can't do a tie. As you know, I always sort of do the tie slightly down because otherwise it looks like I'm choking. Yeah. yeah. And it's terrible. But um, I had a little sort of chat to the style people over there at, at, at Sky, and they've said, we'd really like you to wear a bow tie this year. Do you have a wardrobe department at Sky? No, no, there's a person. Sort of comes and goes, buys some this and that, but it's oh, not like is. all day, every day. Ah. Their job. Right, right, right. This is for your key talent. There's always something down there for your key talent. Please, the word is outstanding. <laughs> <laughs> So they want you to wear a bow tie. What, why have we poo-pooed last year's look? At I the liked Astros? last year's look. I loved last year's look. Let's put a little photo up on the Facebook page to remind people what you look like. I thought that you looked very, very smart. Thank you. Why can we lady. not reuse that? No, apparently we've got to go. You know, black suit with the sort of the you know the tuxedo lapels, those shiny lapels, uh, and the cummerbund too. Do you have any <laughs> one of those Benedict Cumberbatch things that you wear around it's your not tummy? The crystal set award. <laughs> Okay, right. The 1920 AM radio awards. <laughs> it's, it's so, but I don't know. I want to go no tie at all. Just be comfortable. But obviously, I'll do the little sort of do up thing. Mm. But the one thing that I am dreading about Thursday night, mm. and you and I have had this experience before, it's when literally you turn up and they say, "Okay, everyone, it's the fat guy from Sky News." Oh yeah. And the only people who take the photo are the ones paid for by the event. So uncomfortable because, of course, and this happens to me every year. Mm. Jennifer Hawkins just before me, oh yeah, or just after me. The housewives just before, just after. 
because mm. so I try to I, I, every time I try to get out of it I don't want to do it I don't want to go near it everyone goes oh you've been a bit of a wanker not being a wanker it's just I don't want to be reminded of yeah. my non-existent <laughs> personality <laughs> I find this I was actually thinking about this for some reason in the car today it is really quite amazing when you have worked a really long time in a business and you've done a lot of stuff and you do regular stuff on the telly and still nobody knows who you are. Welcome to my life. Those red carpet events scare the crap out of me to the point where I will take the service entrance yeah. and go through the kitchen to avoid the inevitable situation, which is walking down the red carpet and somebody saying, excuse me, miss, the uh, normal people's entrance is over that way. And then there are train wrecks like AJ Rochester oh, who hosted a show yeah. what 10 years yeah. ago mm. for 10 weeks mm-hmm. and she's still in the <laughs> no what about Beck Hewitt oh! Oh! <laughs> you're listening to Paul and Rach can we just have a moment to just talk AJ Rochester uh, we can yes AJ Rochester hold my hand oh, lovely nail polish thank you it's cracking off I need to go back oh what's his name <laughs> What? <laughs> AJ Rochester. Mm. This latest business about her coming out and having a gap saying that Michelle Bridges, which P.S., I mean, she's done very well for herself, but the other day when the BOW Rich List came out, I had no idea she was worth 53 mil. That 12-week body business, that's where she's made a cash. The smartest people on television are the ones who say, give me $10 and I'll tell you how you can be a millionaire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> totally. Give me $30 and I'll tell you how to lose weight. Yeah. AJ Rochester's big argument at the moment is that Michelle Bridges stole the label of her book Five Minute Diet or something or other like that. You know we're an inclusive podcast. You know we don't say cruel and mean things. Uh, you don't. <laughs> but... This is my outlet. <laughs> <laughs> I want to just say... That even if she did steal the book, have you seen the two of them side by side? Correct. Whose book are you going to buy? She's just a f- mess. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Hit the guys up on the Paul and Rage Facebook page. Can you think of a story when you've put your foot in it almost? Uh, there are a lot of instances in life where you say something and you go, ooh, they're standing behind me, aren't they? But sometimes you can feel as though, despite not being a religious person, someone may be looking out for you because there's no reason for you not to say the thing that was going to come out of your mouth, but you stop yourself just before it and then you realise, oh. Yeah, it's like oh. the hand of baby Jesus has just reached all the way from heaven and gone, ooh, Exactly. <laughs> and it's literally just a baby's oh, hand yep. has gone, Straight over your mouth. I had this uh, situation happen to me last week. A girlfriend of mine was telling me about a guy that she has known for a while where nothing's ever really happened between them, but there's always been a bit of a what-if thing hanging over. A frisson, if a you will. A frisson of sexual tension. And I say she should keep that going for as long as possible because the reality will never be as good as the tension. True, absolutely. If it's gone on for that long, mm. you've hit a point where, mm. you know, and if there's any kind of, you know, I think that they have kind of a mild working relationship and I think in some instances that sort of flirtation mm. can work in your favour. If you're not mm. overdoing it or milking it too hard, sometimes if you like somebody a bit like that, you're a bit more likely to do things for them. Correct. <laughs> Let's be honest. It's true. That's you what know? happens. You want them around. I mean, every bloke I work with, <laughs> I want them to think they're a chance. 
so she went out for dinner with this guy and she said to me, we haven't seen each other in a really long time. Uh, we're going to go out for dinner and I'm just going to see what happens, you know? So then we caught up. Just, for... I feel sorry for this guy. Why? Because if she's just gone into the situation going, you know what, after 10 years, I've decided to open the door ever so slightly. Mm. And he's sitting there maybe three years ago mm. was when he had the door slightly open and she wasn't. So he's not going to know. Yeah. He's not going to know that the brass ring was dangling in front of him. <laughs> oh, that evil woman. <laughs> So we go out to drinks the following night and she invites a couple of people, I invite a couple of people. We start to get introduced to people and I, you know, meet her friends and then we're sitting down there and I am just a hair's breadth away from saying, oh my God, last night what happened was their sexual chemistry and I didn't. Now, just the hand of baby Jesus. Straight down over my mouth. I just thought, I'm just going to leave it because I'll wait until I can get her one-on-one. I don't know why I said that because you know me. I'm an open book and I say things at inappropriate times all the time because mm-hmm. I just think that you should talk about stuff all the time. I agree. I don't, I don't Even know. Even when you run out of breath. <laughs> I don't know why I stopped myself. But then she made a reference to the guy sitting next to her about, oh, when we were at dinner last night, and I realised that the guy... The guy that you would have... That I would have been referencing when I said, last night, did you feel any sexual chemistry, was at the table with us, sitting right next... I didn't realise it was one and the same. And and did they seem that they had congressed? I thought he was gay. Oh! (laughs) I think that's why I thought there was an element of, well, it can't be this bloke, because I was feeling convinced that the guy was gay. She's not? <laughs> I don't think so. Ooh. But I don't know whether I'm... Uh, you know, you don't want to say See, that. I reckon a more bigger-footed mouth would be, are uh, you gay? <laughs> <laughs> want to stay in touch? Head to the website, paulandrache.com.au. Have you seen that story about the London flat that was rented in 40 minutes? No. On the internet, they placed uh, an advertisement for a London flat. It is the size... Come check out the flat. That's exactly what... Is that it, it on the phone? That was exactly... Hello? You <laughs> can call me and I'll show you where the bedrooms are. That was exactly what it it's was. It's got a toilet. <laughs> well, funny you say that because it's actually... The size of a bathroom. No. This apartment is absolutely tiny. I'm trying to see if they have the actual square meterage so I can see. But somebody paid $20,000 up front to get to secure it and moved in an hour later. There is barely enough room to swing a cat. It's literally, you can see it here. That's the kitchen and the dining room. No. The lounge is just here. It's a hallway. It's a hallway. Now, the thing that this reminded me of, and head to paulandrache.com.au if you have stories of this, is Good a great... Plug. Oh, no. Is a great phenomenon that you fortunately missed out on, which was the Rush. living in Lathrush. <laughs> It's all right, I got some cream for that. Is the living in London disaster? No, no. It is a rite of passage for many, but when you look back on it as an adult, while there at the time were moments of, you know, silly joy because you're like, oh, this is living, isn't it? It is the worst place to live when you cannot afford to live there. See, this is because our generation didn't have a war. Yeah. 
So I'm going to say these are your NAM years, baby. These were the NAM years. So let me tell you a couple of things about my NAM years. The first was uh, that for six months of my NAM year, I lived on somebody's floor uh, in an apartment that was above the top of a pub. So his entire life, I'm talking lounge room, dining room, bedroom, fridge, was in one room. It wasn't an apartment. It was just one room of everything, me on the floor, him on the bed, and a shower that didn't work so I had to go to the gym to shower. Did you pay this person? Uh, no, I slept on his floor for free. I still don't know how he put up with me for six months. He Correct. was a gem of a man. He's got patience because he's thinking at some point she's going to want to jump into the Betty Bar. And he did give it a crack a couple of times and I said yeah, no. Yeah, what a surprise. <laughs> Come and live on my floor for six months. Why would he have a crack at me? <laughs> the second place that I lived was an apartment that was sub, 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 sublet through a million different channels to a bloke called Giorgio who rented it out to nine of us. It was a three-bedroom apartment no. with one bathroom that Giorgio would at random times just let himself into to check how many people were living there. Uh, and he did that at a time that I hadn't told him I was living there and he came in to drop some stuff off in the kitchen and I hid behind the kitchen door while he was in the kitchen. He also, one of my roommates also came out of the shower one day to find him standing there with a friend who he'd brought over to our apartment to have a shower because his friend's shower was broken. Hang on, rubbish, (laughs) rubbish. (laughs) Hello, it's Giorgio. I'm here for the shower inspection. We also had no idea why at Chateau Giorgio we had four microwaves, three kettles, a whole bunch of pots and pans that were rubbish until one of our roommates decided he had no money, he couldn't pay the rent. So he said to Giorgio, mate, do you mind if I work with you for a night instead of paying the rent this week? So Giorgio said, okay, meet me down the bottom of the stairs of the apartment with a garbage bag at midnight. They got on a bus and went around the streets of West London, trawling through people's garbage, looking for things to furnish the flats that he sublet with. This is the point when my roommate came home, home and informed us and we realised why we had three kettles that didn't work and four microwaves and a whole bunch of pots because he'd gotten them all out of dumpsters. And one of the renters was a rat. <laughs> well, this is the thing. <laughs> the other thing we also realised was, do you remember when we all moved into this place and we slept that first night in the beds? P.S. We were sharing two beds between four of us. Why? And we all got itchy. That was because he had gotten our dunas and mattresses out of dumpsters. Wow. You're listening to Paul and Rach. Rach, one of my favourite segments of all time of our little efforts, audio efforts, was It's a Baby. This is where we (laughs) sort of just hung shit on the people who would not just put their... I mean, putting a photo of your kid in the paper, fine. Yeah. It's the -the over-the-top description. My kid's a genius. He can draw it. Wants to be a fireman. Exactly. It's It's a baby. Yeah, settle (laughs) settle down. Well, similarly in this vein, you and I have always kept an eagle eye on ridiculous names. Oh, yeah. That people try to go, you know what, I think it's an incredible expression about me, what I name you, Mm -hmm. even though I'm going to die and you're still going to be here, Moon Unit. (laughs) Thank you, Frank Zappa. Mm -hmm. Uh, Seriously, a French court has turned around and has said no after parents tried to and seriously this happened. They wanted to call their kid Nutella. (laughs) <laughs> That's sweet Hit <laughs> the guys up on the Paul and Rage Facebook page I had a girl I work with today I bet you did 
<laughs> Full stop. Ask me a question about a date that she went on last night, and I'd like to get your opinion on it. Uh, she'd had a couple of dates with this girl. No. What do you mean? Okay. She, she had had a couple of dates so far, and she things had been going sort of mildly well. There was a bit of chemistry there, but it was still in that stage of like, well, do we have a connection? Or you know, there was clearly probably a she sexual didn't know if connection. A false reading of pH. Bing. <laughs> She didn't know. She didn't know when she just dipped that little litmus paper. That's it. Whether exactly. it was a false positive. Exactly. So she decided to cook this girl dinner and the girl came around. They had a nice night. But she had pretty much got it in her head at the time. Okay, I think this girl's probably Fifty Shades of Nuts, so I'm probably not going to continue on with it. Anyway, then the girl said, oh, I'm so embarrassed. I'm going to have to go to the bathroom right now. She went to the bathroom. She was in there for a really long time. And she came out and said, I am so sorry and so embarrassed, but I am going to have to leave. I am really, really sick. (laughs) She had had explosive diarrhea at this girl's house. Now, she came into work today and everybody else at work was telling her that she has to go on another date with this girl because if she doesn't go on another date with this girl, even though she knew she wasn't interested before the explosive diarrhea, She's going to scar this girl for life. I don't believe that is true. No, you see, I, I have issues, issues. issues mm. with the girl who had diarrhea, mm. not saying to the girl that she obviously fancied, mm. can we put this off? I've currently got the run. <laughs> I don't because think... what did she hope? I mean, did she hope? You know, let's let's be honest. I have no doubt that this couple was like uh, many young people, mm. where they were hoping they'd end up in some sort of uh, you know passionate embrace. Exactly. Now, if you've got a rumbly tummy, <laughs> the issue do you want to bring that to the bedroom? The issue though was that I don't think the diarrhea had come on before she'd arrived, which poses the question: What did this girl cook? That brought on the diarrhea, but I think it just hit. How does it move that quickly? I know, but it just. You literally will have had to have, you know, gone and some eels and some. (laughs) Salmonella affected salmon. Yeah. What do you think that she has to. Because my argument was when you. She fed her. Yes. She fed her and then she. Pooped it out. And then she ran away. Yes. And, and, and has the other girl, has, has, has the diarrhea the here, yes. yeah. has, has the pooper, yep. has she got back in touch with her? Well, the poopy has said to the pooper, <laughs> uh, I hope you're okay, poop emoji today. <laughs> <laughs> um, and the girl has written back, I'm so sorry, I'm embarrassed. But I just don't, but, that, but that's, that's been done. it. I, I think, think it's done. done too. And I think if because she if comes. your friend's willing to poop emoji. Yeah. Because the one thing in that scenario, if there was anyone had a chance, was we just pretend that bit didn't happen. Yes. But by highlighting that bit in the text, mm. the poopy, is that the one who did the poo? No, the pooper. The pooper. Yeah. The pooper. Yeah. I'm a little confused right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, that person would be hyper embarrassed. So yes. to be reminded of that embarrassment equals, okay. I made the wrong impression. Retreat. See, I said to her that you do. If, if there is a question of going on another date, then saying yes, I'll go on another date says something to that person that you are interested. And if you already know you're not interested, then you can't take that person another step down the road. Let's be fair, though. Uh, look, nothing kills the mood like diarrhea. <laughs> <laughs> Want to stay in touch? Head to the website paulandrach.com.au. Rach, we haven't done one of these for a while. What? It's Paul and Rach's Tech Time. Oh, it's Calypso Future. (laughs) Welcome to the future. 
<laughs> that one never ends. That is. <laughs> <laughs> now, as you know, both of us, Appleophiles, we don't mind the old uh, product that comes from the loins of Tim Cook. Mm-hmm. He, uh, he has given birth. Oh, yes. He has... Oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Only a small push because it's a small product. There's a bigger one. Oh, the MacBook. <laughs> the MacBook is out. Um, now... <laughs> It comes in slate. Oh, of course, because it's not silver, apparently. Yeah, silver, same colour. Oh, it does. Oh, it's, but it's the two. same colour. Oh, there's, there's slightly two. darker silver, oh, which right. is slate, of course. Okay, yeah. Silver and gold. Mm-hmm. Now, gold, of course, is done. I presume for the Chinese market because you know anything gold is good luck. And oh, true. It'd be good for online poker, I assume. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And all of those internet sites they can't access with their yeah, government uh, government firewalls. Yeah, look at look at how lucky I am <laughs> to not know what's happening in the world. No, just no accents were done just then. Well done. That was very inclusive. Well done. I really fought that one. <laughs> I know you I did. I really <laughs> fought that one. <laughs> but but and and the watch is coming out. Oh yeah, that oh. looks spectacular. Except for the fact that I found out. Your in- entry level must come with a rubber band, which has never been my sort of uh, bag. So if you want anything without a rubber band, $949. Yep. The rubbish version, well, the rubbish, the starting point, 500 bucks, 900 bucks. What about the one that's the, you know, the gold, 24-karat gold $14,000. Are you shitting me? Who, who is doing that? Who has the disposable income to drop the price of a car on something that you actually don't need at all? But because also, you have your phone to check, and all of the things that your watch does, your phone does. This is the whole thing. Look, I'm all in. I, I, I'll get one. Not the $14,000 one. Yeah, yeah. And I'm probably... You know, I don't know if I can get around with the rubber band, so mm. you know, I'm probably mm. going to have to take out a mortgage for the second one. Mm. Who am I kidding? It's chump change. <laughs> but I also know that we're all buying the first generation of it. Yeah. So just like the very first... I mean, think about your very first ever iPod you ever saw, that sort of brick-like white thing with the... Mm-hmm. trackball, all the you know the font nobody could read. Yeah. So this will get better if you're going to just go. I just I can't wait to have it you know on me. Mm. You're not going to go fourteen grand. But see, this is why my approach to technology, which has been the fashionably late approach, has always worked in my favour. I came to digital cameras uh, probably about five years after <laughs> they first came out, and yeah. I remember the first digital camera that a friend of mine bought. He co- it cost him two grand for a basic, you know, first run of the mill digital camera. By the time I got on board, couple hundred bucks. Yeah, exactly. Couple hundred bucks. Sa- did the same thing. You know, sure, I spent a lot of money going and getting the 695 development for 36 photos at the chemist. You know, granted, it was still a bit weird that I had a stranger looking at all my photos before I got a chance to. Actually, let me just ask you, is there anywhere that still develops film? I th- I think your, your Paxton's camera house style. I think like a proper Fletcher's photographic thing. I have a bag of films still undeveloped. R- really? Yes. I have no idea what's on them. Okay, all right. Can we do something here? Yeah, yeah, we can. Can you just hand me two rolls? Oh, I will I will dig around. Okay. Go and get the bag. We'll okay. press pause. Go and get the bag. Because right, I'm going to okay. pick the two rolls of film that Rachel's going to give me and I will develop. Okay. All right, I have the bag. Oh, okay. Now, I'm just going to explain to everyone. We've got, oh, we've got a disposable camera An underwater. underwater. <laughs> no, there'll be nothing grubby on there. Oh, um, come on. Okay. Oh, 
lot of lot of just your classic uh, little canisters, yeah, canisters. Mm-hmm. With the, but I'm going to go for I'm going to go for two. Okay, one. I'm going for the Kodak Gold. One hundred. Okay. Okay. Yeah, that's just sitting out there by itself without a canister. So I'm thinking. There's a chance mm. that you've just gone quick. I need to change the role of film. <laughs> Mentally remember to de- develop that early. So that one's going. Okay, that go. one's going. And <laughs> the giggle means she's guilty. <laughs> this one. Okay. Okay. This one is also a Kodak. Oh, a Ooh, Kodak a Max. Hundred. <gasps> that one's a special one. Four hundred oh. ISO. Goodness. Was, was that for? Uh, Low light. <laughs> I will develop those through the week and I'll tell you what they were this time next week. Do you have any idea what we were talking about before we got to this? No idea. <laughs> You're listening to Paul and Rach. And sadly, our little podcast journey comes to an end. Uh, while we have not come up with an Apple iWatch, while we have not come up with the Apple iMac, what we have come up with is Rachel's story time. <laughs> That's true. And if I was a Chinese billionaire, I'd pay $14,000 just to impress my wife with a live reading. <laughs> That's called a completely unnecessary segue. Uh, we finish off with Rachel reading a story from Picture Magazine where we take a uh, safe word, mm-hmm. which would be this way. Apple. Ap- Apple. Mm-hmm. Oh, I was going to go with Nutella. But Apple will go. <laughs> Apple will go. Um, you know who hasn't been around to read uh, story time lately is Regional Radio Man. Oh, people love the Regional Radio love Man. Love the Regional Radio Man. Is that you saying you want him to come back today or next week? I think he could come back anytime he liked. I was just sort of giving him sort of eyes, seeing if he felt like coming back this week. Okay, Rachel! Oh! <laughs> it's Regional Radio Man. 25 to 7. Here we go. <laughs> This one is called Brazilian <laughs> Snacks. Ferdinand and I. Thank you. Ferdinand and I were both staying at a caravan park in Byron Bay in northern New South Wales. Classy. I often caught the luscious Latina. <laughs> I often caught the luscious Latina standing over the communal toilets in just her bra and undies. Ooh. Really? <laughs> we got closer over the next few days and we were going to travel alone. It wasn't going to be long before we were swimming and surfing the local beaches together. One afternoon when we were getting a nice all-over tan... That means they were nude. Yes. <laughs> That's what they were doing, Rachel. They were nuding themselves to excess. Well, one afternoon when they were getting this nice all-over tan, I caught Ferdinanda staring at my toned figure. Ooh. She simply smiled and said, You have a very beautiful body. <laughs> have you ever been with a woman? What? <laughs> oh, this story's written by Tilly. Oh, is it? <laughs> so regional radio man is reading a story about a girl <laughs> called Tilly. Tilly, okay. With Fernanda. Yes. I was shocked. That she found me sexy and told the Brazilian babe I'd always been interested in hooking up with her. Of course you had. Yes. Ferdinanda <laughs> took my hand and led me to a quiet spot. The sand dunes. <laughs> I don't think any woman would say the best place <laughs> to make love is a sand dune. Let alone another one. <laughs> Then took her top off and placed my hands upon her breasts. Goodness. Her skin was so soft and playing with her love the <laughs> apples. 
sent a wave of excitement through my body. I asked nervously if I could apple her apple, <laughs> and soon found herself and soon found myself between her legs, oh. appling her smil, <laughs> her silky apple apple. Ferdinanda returned the favour, and we spent the next two hours hidden away. Not in a sandy. No way. No. You spent the next two hours applying cream. <laughs> <laughs> Pleasuring each other before staggering back to the caravan. And this is the bit that proves it was written by a woman. Yep. Staggering back to the caravan for more leso hijinks. <laughs> <laughs> See you next week. Ta-da. You're listening to Paul and Rach. Give 